Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's 26 minutes past two on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon, and it's been a wonderful sporting weekend. We had the Proteus losing to the Sri Lankans by seven wickets. We had the Bulls beating the Stormers at Loftus, and it's all been happening. But let's bring it down to Queenstown. Let's not take it any further than the national setup. And today, the one thing that we're looking at discussing is basketball. I'm not a fan per se, but one of the things that I'm noticing that is happening in my hometown is that there's a certain resurgence of basketball in Queenstown and that resurgence is happening at uh, Queen's College. Uh, that is a school that I happen to go to and none other today that I'm going to have on the show. It's something that I've not done before. It's something that I'm doing for the first time. I'm learning a few names in terms of the people. I hear there's a guy called Cody Bryan, there's a guy called Michael <laughs> Jordan, and all these people, and I say it's so-called, so-called, but I'm starting to get fascinated by the sport because you just see a couple of grown men playing basketball and just throwing the ball around, running with it, throwing it around, and that is something that seems fascinating, but these guys are fit, eh? and it's something that uh, we're going to be exploring today. As I said, for the first time, I'm going to have someone with me doing this podcast. I have none other than a former Dalian, and that is also very unusual because generally you don't have Queenians, Dalians, or Bornians, St. Andrians all in the same room, but at some point, the college boys come together and they groom something. And today I have with me Mr. Lukanya Luzipo, who is heading up basketball at Queens. He's affectionately known as coach. Mr. Luzipo, welcome yes, to the Privileged Opinion. It's good to be here. How are you today, sir? I'm very well, thanks, sir. I've just had a long day academically. I'm also an educator by profession during the morning, and then obviously I'm a sports coach in the afternoon, and then I'm a gym instructor in the evening. So, yeah. You seem um, like a person who enjoys sport. Yes, very much so. It's one of the very few things that come very naturally to me. So it, it, it only comes, it's, it's only understandable for me to just gravitate towards that because I derive a lot of joy, I derive a lot of satisfaction when I engage in particularly something that comes extremely naturally to me. Yeah. Okay, so you and sport, what is the history behind you and sport? Can you just give us a little background about you and sport? Yes, uh, um, I was born, bred, toasted and buttered in a small town in the former Transkei called Ekdua, which is uh, Butterworth in English. And I remember, I mean, as far as I can remember, I've, I've always have had a knack of being attracted to anything round and anything that has to do with me breaking a sweat or, or, or competing against anyone. I naturally I started off playing soccer because that was the only sport that was really um, played in primary school. And then later on, during, during the course of my primary school career, I was introduced to cricket by my dad actually because he used to play for Transkei Schools cricket if I remember properly. So he really wanted me to invest myself in cricket, but I've always known in my heart of hearts that I wanted to play basketball. Like the history behind that is I saw Michael Jordan. I saw Michael Jordan's okay. I saw Michael Jordan's um retirement clip. They were actually um, advertising his first retirement right on television and I remember seeing him just soar above people and okay. I thought to myself in my heart of hearts I just knew that this is what I want to do as long as I can for the rest of my life so 
I think that bad bug bit me there and I never looked back. So at what age were you at the time? I was Roughly. more or less six to seven years old. I was particularly very young and I'm actually, it actually surprises me to this day that I could conceive such thoughts at that, um, at that age because there was no basketball played around me in my circles. You're right. But I, I, I it just, it was more of like an intuition, man. Like I saw him do his thing on television and I knew that I've never seen this thing happen anywhere or in my surroundings, but I knew that I just want to do it. Okay, so you are a person who loves basketball. You yes, are sir. coaching it right now. Mm-hmm. What's in it for the children? Because, you know, it's a sport that, as you've already mentioned, it's not as popular or comes across as popular. Yes. You've mentioned yourself, the first sport that you were introduced mm-hmm. to, you like a round mm-hmm. ball, you were introduced to soccer. Nowadays, there's a lot of rugby that is going around. It's been commercialized. Yeah. And you like basketball. Like, give us... What is it for Man. Like, what can children look forward to when Man, it comes to... There's quite a lot that people can actually look forward to in basketball. I mean, I've experienced a lot in my own life as a basketball player in high school, right. let alone university. Look, in the provincial or in the local scheme of things, or in even the national scheme of things, it might not be a sport that's given that much priority but in the global scheme of things i do want to put it up there as one of the most popular sports in the world it's it's highly commercialized that it's big business in the united states in europe okay. it's big business in the far east it's, it's it's big business and there's just players between those three continents that are just being moved to and fro if if one one player would complete a career in the NBA, they find them in the Far East the next season, the next thing they're in the EuroLeague. So there's okay. a whole lot of those things. And there's an initiative in Africa um, okay. that is conducted by a, an organization called Basketball Without Borders. They've got a link with the EuroLeague and with the NBA in America. All right. It's, I think yes. I've seen that. I think yes. there was um, basketball where there was an all United States team, if yes. I'm not mistaken, an all African, African team. Yes. yes, there was something yes. like that. I think yes. it was a DSTV initiative yes. or something to yes. just see it being yeah. played and just to bring about the conscientization around it. Absolutely. You that know? that that right there is just basically the a marketing tool to basically okay. perpetuate the popularity of the sport in the continent. Okay. But what happens behind the scenes of that is that where it actually starts is um, these overseas sort of scouts have noticed that there's a lot of talent that can actually surface in Africa. Mm. So they hold camps and they host all these various tournaments that are conducted under the auspices of the NBA with right. NBA players conducting these camps. Wow. So there's a whole lot of talent that actually comes out of Africa to the NBA, if not the NBA, at least in Europe. So, so here's then the question, if all of this is rolling out, why isn't Africa cashing in? Because that's another thing is that we look, I look at the mm. community that I come from, mm. I'm from Queenstown, and there was one soccer that was being played, mm. it died out due to administration problems, yes, sir. there is rugby that is being played, and it is seemingly as well not getting as much traction mm. due to administration. Yes. Could the same problem be something that is there with regards to basketball? Because it is not as popular in Queenstown. Mm. Mm. You don't hear much about it. Even in newspaper clips when you read mm. about you know, sport that has happened, you have your Iron Man, you have your cycling and yes, also yes, cross yes, country yes, yes, but yes. we're not hearing about basketball mm-hmm. what is it around maybe is it poor marketing or is it people don't know or are people not just 
playing the sport? What's happening at grassroots yeah. level? Because we're seeing things on the high level, but mm. grassroots, what's happening there? At grassroots, um, it's unfortunate that I do not know what, I don't want to say the politics of televising the sport. All right. Yes. I don't want to call it politics, but I mean, I remember from as far back as high school, there's, I mean, there's many instances where a whole lot of our tournaments and a lot of a whole lot of our leagues were in actual fact televised All right. for the longest time you know and that is how it, that that got the sport more populated it got, it got more people knowing about the sport and wanting to sort of buy into the sport All right. i do not know it's only of recent years that we do not see the popularity of the sport on television but in all reality i mean especially in these big provinces and these big cities there's an incredible buy-in of the sport of basketball. Even at primary school level now, there's primary school leagues being played. Wow. There's provincial teams, provincial selections at, at primary school. Okay. So and there's and then obviously there's all these big tournaments hosted by the big schools like 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 as you might have mentioned, we we are you are Saint Stephen's yes. Right? This coming weekend is the St. John's nineteen tournament. Yes. So all these big tournaments are basically creating that they are continuing with creating the awareness that is otherwise being failed per se by, okay. by television because some of these games are actually being aired on YouTube. Like for example, I watched last year's um, basketball in the 16 tournament in St. Stephens hosted at Wembley Stadium. Wow. The entire tournament was actually, I think it was televised, right? But it's it's on YouTube, so thank God for YouTube because you can actually see what's happening around the, in other places in the country. All right. Yeah. So another thing that I just want to jump into access because that is the one thing that we always complain about is that there's a sport if the child enrolls in it, there's always a certain fee that is attached. And mm. how expensive is it to play basketball? No, I think to be honest with you, basketball is is one of the most inclusive sports that mm. we have. Um, the, the most expensive item that you have to purchase is the sneakers and and depending on what type of brand and what quality of sneaker that you want they range from between seven to eight hundred rand to okay the most expensive go up to 2.2 thousand. but then you can get a very decent sneaker for under a thousand rand and then usually teams provide the players with kits okay and, and school subsidize you okay know, high school subsidize with kids boys would naturally wear their school track suits when they go to tournaments so it, it's really not a very expensive sport a basketball it costs between 90 rand to 150 rand a game wow so it's, it's it's not like cricket where you have to buy a whole set of pads and change your <laughs> you have to change your no offense to cricket yeah i was to about to say i've got a friend who is <laughs> exceptionally a cricket yeah, no person offense. and he'll be like it's, um, it's, it's, yeah it's really a very inclusive sport mm. anyone from the township to the city to rural place certain rural areas because I was going to speak yeah. about that because we have to look at also the demographics is mm. in terms of the demographics of our country mm. and also looking at provincially yes, sir. who's really playing basketball you know and one does not want to go on the harp of saying no now we're going on the race issue but one has mm. to look at it because it always comes up it's a okay. political mandate if you will at times in mm. terms of saying okay 
we need to get ex players into yeah. a setup because if you look at rugby, we now faced with a situation mm-hmm. where they're saying 50% players of color yeah. need to be in. Demographic wise, what's you, happening with basketball? I, I don't think there's any of those technicalities in basketball. And to answer your question in a straightforward fashion, everyone plays basketball. Okay. Like I've been in Port Elizabeth, I've lived in Port Elizabeth for seven years. And I think, it, let me just speak just for this province alone. Um, Port Elizabeth is currently the, the, the hub of basketball provincially. And in PE, everyone plays basketball, from Chinese to white people to to um, to, to to black people in the townships, mm. school boys at, at every at, at, at every level at every sector. You know, wow. no, not sector, but at every level at every area of, of Port Elizabeth. The, the game is very populated. For example, I've coached at Gray High School for some for some time, and we used right. to play against uh, schools from Kozuite or Motherwell. Like crazy long so and and there was competition. It's not as and 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 you don't you hardly get that sense of the the, the the whole disparity between who plays the best and who's the weakest. There's no there's no good or bad. So the playing Everyone's field is leveled. The, the playing fields are very leveled. Because the one thing that normally comes into it, mm-hmm. and again I'll make a yeah. comparison with rugby is that there's a certain inferiority complex or there's a certain yes. systematic thing that is happening mm-hmm. where it feels like if you're going to play rugby on a national scale mm-hmm. or play at franchise level, then you need to have That's... come from these very good schools. But do tell us, are there a couple of franchises that one can find in South Africa yes. where if you're looking at playing basketball now and in your high school, there's something that you can look forward to and playing prof- professionally because we want our kids to play sport. We encourage it every day. We have visit in schools, but yes. what is the end game? Absolutely, there is just so much for a child to look forward to, with with regards to this game of basketball. If you are currently in, in primary school and you are at a school that, well, is fortunate enough to to engage in basketball as a code, you have your high school to look forward to because. Nationally, the high school game is extremely competitive, and it, it, it is very, it's very popular, especially when you get to your under sixteen sort of level and your under eighteen level, under nineteen level, mm. and that is where your provincial selections start, and that is where obviously your provincial games are at, and and then and that's where prospectively the national teams are selected, wow. and national teams actually do travel. Right, mm-hmm. and then after high school, there is a very big sort of inter-university system. So, yes. to get it right, um, basketball is registered with SASCOC in South Africa, meaning that yes. when it comes to Olympic Games or something yes, of sir. that nature, yes, we are going to in find fact, that as yes. a team that is selected yes. that goes and represents. I country. remember when I was in, when I was in university, for instance, um, I used to play for the Eastern Cape um, students team for as long as I can remember, and at the end of those tournaments there'd be a national team selected wow. and every other year we'd be invited to the world student games okay um, in other countries i do not know if that still exists but the national team still does travel there's a currently we have a national men's team a senior team yes and we have a national students team i do want to believe that we do have a national high school team all right, right? and also just to mention something else that people need to understand and and i just want to shout out to them ladies basketball is very it's unisex right yes. it's popular 
amongst the, the females, amongst the ladies, just as much as it's popular amongst the guys. I love that yes. because it means so that it's, it's, more inclu- it's even more inclusive it's than what we yes. thought of to be. And it is still quite a shame mm-hmm. that we're not televising this. It is quite a shame because I do know that netball does get televised yeah. on TV. There is quite a lot of sponsorship mm-hmm. and it is quite draining or for lack of a better term to actually say that broadcasters need to buy into something that communities yeah. are going to love yeah. because I'm one of those people who believes that sport is a driver or vehicle that we need in order to deter kids from the so-called easy way which is crime mm-hmm. and tell me something how are parents responding to basketball because one of the things that tends to lack the most especially amongst the black communities mm-hmm. is having parents who go and watch their kids play mm-hmm. Wow, okay, that's a very deep question. <laughs> um, currently, I happen to be coaching a very developed school, right, with, with, with systems that are very grounded, mm. where you, you, you'll find the likelihood of parents coming to, to support their kids. You know? mm. For example, we co- we're hosting Grey High School this weekend here at Queen's College. All right. So I do want to, ex- I'd like to think that there will be parents there that are coming to support their kids, you know. And especially now that we came back from the very big tournament in Johannesburg, so mm. the, and it's the first time that we're actually going to host basketball in a very long time at Queens. Mm. So I think it's something that the par- parents also are looking forward to. So I do expect to see a few parents at Saint Stithians. I mean, you'll you'll be very amazed as to see how much ownership parents actually take with mm. regards to the sport they really take ownership of the sport they, I like they that. really make sure that they, they make the school's job a heck of a lot easier i like you, that you know they, they run the, the show basically parents run the show but i i, I do think that maybe it's different if you if, if 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 you take it to a certain different other extreme of socio-economic stance perhaps. yes do you understand Maybe you might see very less of that happening in the townships. I'm not quite sure as to what would what would the like funerals be. though. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> where you find us on a Saturday. Yes, sir. and um, tell us. You know, this mm. is going to be now an ongoing thing. Yes, it is a start of something. It's not a complete thing mm. right now because it's still trial and error. Yeah. But as much as it's trial and error, mm. the one thing that is coming to the fore is the fact that. It is gaining the traction that it needs, yes, it does. and you get you having a couple of teams that a couple of students were saying, "Listen, I also want to be part of that mm-hmm. team." In terms of classification, it's an all-year-round sport, or is it just a case of it being a summer sport or winter sport, or is it all year round? Right attacking? now, in 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 high school circles, it's mm-hmm. a summer sport, so summer it's sport. played only in the first quarters and in the first and the fourth quarters of the year. When I was in high school, it was actually all year round. But mm. I do. I am persuaded to believe that there are those um, schools, perhaps nationally, who choose an exception to that rule. Maybe they'll have their isolated fixtures during okay. the winter, depending on how their systems are run. But then, in terms of the the, the, the overall popularity of the sport, and and, and what most schools and the and, and the order that most schools sort of adhere to. It's a summer sport and it's played naturally in summer. Uh, sorry, I'm um, in the first quarter and the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay. So, what are the prospects of going and playing abroad? For me, um, for <laughs> the kids, um, 
Okay, well, even for you as, as like one of the okay. demographics for age. adults, uh, for school kids, you know, <laughs> is there even a retirement? What is the retirement okay. age on even on average? Let, let me go on that. that. That's a you know? very that's a very interesting question. I'm more or less in my forties currently. Um, wow. I'm currently playing for the border vet veteran side, the forties right. and over. I'll be attending my third tournament in September. There's a tournament hosted by the South African uh, Masters Basketball Association. It's actually a, 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 a basketball body that 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 caters for masters, all those the grown guys, the, the yes, guys that have yes, great the veterans, you know, yes, the, the veterans, old guys, yes. the great guys. So I'm up there with the legends now. <laughs> you know? So there's a tournament that they host every year, and it's actually very organized, much mm. more organized than what people think. It's actually an international tournament because there are teams from Angola and Mozambique that we, wow. that we invite. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a, a 30 and under category, there's a 40 and under category, and then there's a, sorry, there's a 30s, there's a 40s, and there's a 50s and over sort of category. Wow, so it's these actually guys, very big. You know, um, I know of sport, you know, and living a healthy lifestyle, and mm -hmm. you know, I think it looks ludicrous to run around with the ball and just bouncing it up and yeah. down and all of that. Let the baggy shorts, the vests and all of that. Because even the kit, it, it looks a bit strange. I mean, it's similar to soccer because yes. soccer, if you look at the shorts, they're like nice and little yeah. baggy. And if you look at the vest, you know, like a vest, you'd be like taking mm. an extra large, you know, if you're a person like me. And the next thing, it looks like a 3XL. I think you know? maybe fortunately or unfortunately, our sport has the whole sort of hip hop tag that is misconstrued by some as being ghetto so right. it's easy for one to dismiss it as it's a sport for people that 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 are drifters they don't they don't um ascribe to law and order or whatever you know what okay. i'm gonna say that there's a hip-hop gang sort of attachment to it but then if, if you'd watch an actual tournament especially in south africa you, you'd actually be very surprised as to how neat everything is how orderly everything is even the caliber of people that actually participate, you'd be very surprised as to as to seeing who actually participates in it. Okay. So we, we really do we, we do a heck of a job in, in, in demystifying all of these perceptions because I think especially in most developed schools, I think the fear of having to introduce the sport is exactly that. That there's this hip hop a sort of gangster American hip hop tag to the sport, but then the sport is in actual fact very sophisticated, it's very professionalized, it's very neat, it's very orderly. I mean if you do your if you do thorough research as to how the sport is actually conducted all across the globe, you, you'll understand that the, the, the whole tag of it being loose and it being 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 very casual is, okay. is, is, is a myth. Right, so in closing, this is what I want. Yes, sir. Um, I've watched uh, Poach Carter. It's a very brilliant movie around basketball. But the one thing that I picked up on Coach Carter is the discipline factor. Mm. How disciplined, you just touched on it, it looks all gangster. Yeah. But in terms of the discipline that is we're talking about when it comes to basketball, yeah. rugby is seen as a hooligan sport mm. to some extent. Uh, rag, uh, cricket is seen as mm. the gentleman's game. How would you describe basketball in closing? Basketball, once upon a time, was rated as one of the best sports in the world with regards to it covering all segments of fitness as okay. far as the physique is concerned. I mean, basketball works on explosive power, speed, endurance, agility. 
some strength, you know, so it covers a whole lot of these physical activity components that are required for someone to be rendered as being completely fit. Wow. Number one, basketball is, is globally lucrative business. There's opportunities in basketball, not just as a player in coaching and administration and umpiring. There's, there's opportunities man, in basketball and it's becoming more and more and more popular. There's more companies that are wanting to use the global game to endorse them. Like, I mean, all these clothing companies are lining up to be endorsed by the game of basketball. Okay. It's no longer just Adidas or Nike or Reebok now. Under Armour has come on board. I, I mean, many, some of these top NBA players are actually endorsing Under Armour. Wow. So many of these developing clothing brands are wanting to get a, a, a piece of that sort of, of, of that cake. So it's an incredible popular sport. It's very neat. It is a gentleman sport. It's an exciting sport. It's it's wow. very addictive. It's very <laughs> contagious. No, I could tell by your smile that this is something that um, one has to look forward to. It's something yeah. that is brilliant because I'm a person who believes in building children. I'm a person who believes that it is always good for a child to do something that is going to make their life blossom they yeah. need to do something stay focused and that is another thing i mean if i look at a movie like high school musical as i said i'm basing it on movies mm. i have not been to an actual basketball game i've watched it on tv i've seen you attend one this weekend you know, at your old school <laughs> <laughs> definitely you yes. know it is one thing to look forward to and to grant some support for the old folk and say listen guys you know it looks just like people are just throwing the ball but it's not just about throwing the ball it's about grooming kids it's about promoting sportsmanship it's about promoting a culture of wanting to be part of something basketball encompasses teamwork basketball yes. brings about a community because the one thing that i'm loving especially with it being here in queenstown is the fact that it is bringing the very thing that we've always been paying for recreational something mm. in our town here we go children it is the world is your oyster and this is how we are signing off today this has been the privilege podcast i've been very privileged to be with mr luzipo affectionately known as coach and you know and thank you very much sir for your time great to be here and thanks for having me again mr mr Ndwanda. thank you so much and thank right. you listeners and again i'll say again this weekend at queen's college just give us the details. Uh, what's happening okay. this weekend? You hosting Gray yes. at Queens College? What's happening? Okay. Just we give us those yet details. We to meet up with the other coaches at Queens to discuss the, the nitty gritties, but we definitely are hosting Gray High School from Port Elizabeth um, here at Queens College here in Queenstown. The games will probably start at at nine o'clock. Um, that will run through up until possibly around two or three o'clock latest because there's a lot of fixtures that we, we have in, 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 our, in, our, in our list. So if you are in and around Queenstown and have nothing to do on a Saturday morning at uh, Connaught, next to Connaught House in a place called Connaught Apron, that is where our possible courts are, at nine o'clock, be there and please uh, help us to really deliver something that Queenstown has never seen before. So please, let's just get out there and gun ourselves and support Queens College. Thank you. Woohoo! Yay, yay. Thank you very much, Mr. Luzipo. This has been my privileged opinion with the Techno Geek, Pagamani Ndwandwa, signing out. Cheers. Yeah.